My Life Will Preach. My name is Kiwan Lynette, and this podcast is going to be about my life, my life, decisions I made. I'm going to have guests on. We're going to talk about their life and decisions that they made with hopes that you guys can learn from our lives. I hope that you guys become more compassionate, less judgmental, and that you see the mercy of God even in terrible situations in my life, in my guest life, and even in your life. So thank you for listening, and I hope this episode blesses you. Hey, everybody. So this is probably going to be one of the most difficult episodes to record, um, but we're here, so let's go. Um, so today's episode is going to be about dealing with disappointments. Um, this is kind of surrounding my cousin who recently passed away, and um, I attended her funeral services, so um, I kind of want to talk to you guys about the experience, what I learned from her life, and um, I want her life to preach to you. And before I close the episode, I also want to talk about something that I learned from kind of like a previous or a similar experience where I watched this documentary, I guess, on Netflix called The Devil at the Crossroads. So I want my cousin's life to preach to you and the young man's life from the um, Netflix episode. So my cousin was 48 years old and she had been battling breast cancer. Um, Y'all, I really thought she was going to be okay, right? Like, I really thought she was going to make it. So when she didn't, I mean, obviously I was very disappointed. And I was really confused because honestly, I really, I prayed for her and I saw her in my dreams, right? And she looked fine in in my dream. And I really, I, I really thought she was going to make it. So, um, you know, when I had found out that she had passed away, it was rough. And it's really rough to record this episode, but... I just want you guys to learn from this experience and learn from her life. So, I really hate funerals, right? Like, who likes to go to a funeral? But I had decided that I wasn't going to attend any more funerals. But the the day of her funeral, I woke up and I just kind of knew that I had to go. And I don't really wake up early on Saturdays. I'm not that type of person. But I woke up really early on that Saturday and I was like, no, God, I'm, I'm not going to her funeral. Like, I really just, I did not think that I could do it. I'm very emotional, right? And I cry. Like, I could have met you 10 years ago at the grocery store one time. And if I go to your funeral, I'm bawling, right? So I just, I just was like, no, nah, I'm not going. But I knew down in my spirit that I needed to go, right? So, um, I went to her funeral, and I'm really, really grateful that I went because I learned so much there, and it gave me so much peace. Um, but first, let me just tell y'all something that that really made me love my cousin even more, right? You know, like. I had told you guys in the previous episodes, one and two, that I had kind of disappeared from my family, right? Because of 
my appearance basically things that were happening to my physical body that I really could not explain um, and I was embarrassed so I really didn't come around my family so um, it took a lot for me to actually go to the funeral but I'm really really glad that I went and when I went I reconnected with a lot of my family that I hadn't seen in years um, my cousin one of the cousins that I talked about in a previous episode where I said that he had lost his son and I had kind of disappeared I saw him for the first time in several years so um, it was really good to be there um, I tried to get my older brothers to come but they they just weren't they weren't coming so you know funerals are a, a difficult thing for everybody and people you know handle them differently and some people just didn't want to come but one of my older brothers um, he used to be homeless for a while and he has a drug problem my cousin who had passed away she would bring him clothes when he was homeless she would bring him clothes and shoes and he's not homeless anymore but he still has some of the clothes and shoes right and they were nice clothes and shoes she didn't have to bring my brother those clothes and shoes she could have sold them she could have used them for a tax write-off you know donated them to the goodwill or whatever but she brought my brother these clothes and shoes and when i would hear them talk like on the phone or whatever she would always ask about me she was always really loving and always kind and she treated my brother with a lot of respect and sometimes when you are you know on drugs or you have some type of situation right you have a felony or um people just kind of treat you badly because you kind of down bad so to speak right my cousin wasn't like that of all the people who i heard my brother talk about had taken advantage of him and like didn't pay him for his work and and treated him you know badly because of his situation i never heard him say that about her and whenever she would come um you know and pick him up and everything and talk to him on the phone it was always love so when I read Matthew chapter 25, I had read that um, at some point, kind of around the time that she had passed away, it reminded me of her. It reminded me that, you know, sometimes people feel like in order to be a, a good Christian or in order to go to heaven, you got to be, you know, like a deacon or serving communion with the white gloves and, and going to church with stockings and a slip and sitting on the front row with the biggest hat they sell at Greenbrier Mall or whatever. But you don't really that doesn't make you any more of like a shoe-in for the kingdom of heaven no more than like wearing a suit makes you a businessman when i read matthew chapter 25 right matthew chapter 25 around like verse 34 through 46 the bible is explaining and jesus is talking it's in red and he's talking about two different groups of people one group of people it's people who were like my cousin people who fed the hungry clothed the naked um and visited the sick and in prison um sheltered the homeless and then the the other group of people are people who didn't do those things and jesus would say to each of those group of people either a you can come in because you did these things for me and they would say to him like when did i see you hungry like i ain't never seen you locked up like you know what i mean i've never seen you hungry i never seen you on the side of the freeway with a cardboard sign and he would say to them if you did it to the least of these you did it to me and then to the other group of people he'd say 
basically you can't come to heaven because when you saw me hungry when you saw me thirsty when you saw me homeless and all in all these bad situations you ain't doing that for me right and they'd be like i ain't never seen you in a bad situation but he would say if you didn't do it to the least of these you didn't do it to me and so when i went to my cousin's service everybody that got up and spoke um you know during the two minute remarks they they didn't necessarily seem like quote unquote like church people or whatever but it preached to me y'all like it was such an impactful day so everybody who got up and spoke talked about my cousin and how she um how she would let them stay with her when they needed to like get back on their feet um or how they um she adopted them right there was this one young man who got up his name was Rico and I remember when he was a kid he used to come to church with her when we used to you know go to church we all went to you know the same church right she wasn't a member but she would come there um the holiness church that I grew up in and I, I think this is the same boy but anyway he talked about how she pretty much adopted him as her godson and over the years, you know, he had been, he had gotten married, he fathered three children, he'd gotten a divorce and gotten remarried, and that she was there for him through all of that. And she didn't have to be because they weren't related for real, you know what I mean? Um, and it would just be person after person who would come up, and it was so encouraging to know that her life was so impactful and that she had such a tremendous positive impact on everyone who attended the service. So... I was really, really grateful that I went, and the woman who did the eulogy was um, her pastor, a pastor at the church she had joined, and she talked about her time. She talked about um, not wasting time. We all have time on earth, and we don't really know how long we have or whatever, but you have to make good use of your time. And two of the things that struck me the most from that service was one person who spoke during the remark or it may have been the pastor who said that my cousin was okay like she said that she she was ready like if god wanted to take her that she was ready and at the end of the day that's really all that matters like whatever you do with your life however much money you make like that's all that matters is when you get to the end of your life like are you going to be ready and i was so happy to hear that she was ready and the other thing that somebody said that stuck with me was that they never heard her complain. Like, y'all, my cousin had six kids, and she was battling cancer. One of her kids had gotten killed, like, about maybe, like, 10 years ago. And for her to be able to do all that and go through all of that and not, and not complain, like, that is so important. When we complain about stuff, you know what I mean? Like, and we may feel like we're justified in our complaints, but it taught me so much and I'm so grateful that I went to her service. And so I just want y'all to know, like, whatever your situation is, like my cousin, her life, you know, if you look at just kind of like the scope of her life, like I said, she had six kids, right? And she got married later in life. So basically she was, if you look at kind of, you know, the scope of her life, at one period she was... A baby mama right she was a baby mama five kids um she lived in the projects and she was on government assistance for a while but that's not where her story ended like when she passed away she was the mother of six children 
she and her husband had a child she had gotten married she died a homeowner she had bought a house um, a townhouse over over the course of her life um, she worked in healthcare and she was an entrepreneur when she died so and she had had that business for like 10 years so it doesn't really matter where you start it doesn't really matter how messed up your life may be throughout the course of your life really it's about how you finish and I'm so grateful that my cousin's life preached to me y'all like it really really did and I'm really really grateful that I went to her service I'm really grateful um, for the lives that she impacted I'm grateful for the eulogy the sermon that was preached during the eulogy and I'm grateful for every person who got up and who spoke um, and I'm grateful to you guys for listening to this episode so it's just proof that you know with God and with hard work like you can be more than you ever thought that you could be like you can really really do great things and God can work wonders through your life if you allow him to and I'm really really grateful that that was my cousin's testimony and so I'm so grateful that she was ready I'm grateful that she didn't complain and she taught me that even in her death she taught me that I spoke to her the day before she went into her surgery and I had tried to get her to come to church with um us this one particular day but um she didn't she didn't come but I, I sent her the video and um I told her to share it with her sister she has a twin sister and both of them actually had breast cancer um and so man you just you just never really know life is is funny it's something but how you deal with disappointment is everything and I'm grateful that my cousin dealt with it um, in a way that we all could learn from and aspire to be like. And on the flip side of that, there's this show on Netflix, right, that I had went and I watched um, later. And it's called The Devil at the Crossroads. And it's about this guy who was basically a, um, a blues singer, a guitar-playing blues singer. And um, he had been playing the guitar he was he grew up in poverty he didn't want to be a sharecropper and that was pretty much the only career option that they had where they were from and he didn't want to do that because he didn't want to do that right he didn't want to pick cotton he didn't want to mess up his fingers um and he just played the good the guitar and so he started playing for money and basically the more money was made at the hole in the walls or the um at, you know the clubs or whatever the juke joints and that's kind of where he would play he was ostracized in a sense because he played blues when they you know blues it wasn't gospel so he was ostracized a lot um he had eventually gotten married to this to this woman and um she wanted him to stop playing so he stopped playing the woman was pregnant she was about eight months pregnant and um she had gone to be with her m grandmother right to give birth and everything and he was going to come and reunite with them after she had given birth um so when she goes away he starts back playing the guitar um and then when he goes to reunite with his wife and newborn he gets there to find out that she had passed away um and of course obviously he's devastated but his her family blamed him for her death like if you would have been here and you wouldn't have been running around playing the guitar she would have 
probably made it or you know what i'm saying like they just made him feel really bad it, it was already a terrible situation but that just made it a lot worse so um he began to just like throw himself into his music right just playing the guitar and everything like that and we talked a couple of episodes ago about rejection right so he um was already rejected because he was playing the devil's music he was playing blues it wasn't gospel like i said and so he um he starts to you know travel and play at clubs uh and then he plays at this one club and they're like bro you sound like trash basically <laughs> like you sound terrible what are you doing and that devastated him because his music was pretty much like all he felt like he had left right so he goes uh as the legend goes he goes to the crossroads and he makes his transaction with the devil to basically in exchange for musical talent and fame he traded his soul that's the legend okay i wasn't there i don't know but it was it was a great documentary and i learned from it and i hope it preaches to you so he trades his soul in exchange for you know the the guitar fame and success and and this skill set um and then he shows back up at the same club like a year later and he starts playing and they like mm, it's no way you left sounding like you did and came back sounding like you do you you sold your soul right and um so his music is is dark you know he starts making innuendos about devil worship and like you know all of this demonic stuff so eventually he finds another young lady and um he falls in love with her she gets pregnant and her dad is like nah like you can't i don't want you anywhere around my daughter i don't want you anywhere around my grandchild because you play the devil's music so he has this child um with this woman who now he can't see right he can't see this woman because of the music choices he's made he can't see the child that actually survived and he's not dealing with these disappointments very well at all so you know the at the end of the documentary basically the man ends up dying he was an alcoholic that's kind of how he dealt with a lot of the pain in his life he dealt with it with alcohol and so he ended up dying from alcohol poisoning someone literally poisoned his alcohol and he died a slow death um but that documentary taught me about how you deal with difficulty how you deal with disappointments rather how you deal with disappointments can have a tremendous impact on your life some of the decisions that you make when you are hurt you know what i mean um and you could complain and you can make terrible decisions that can really impact you negatively in this life and in the afterlife um or you could not complain you cannot complain and you can just focus on being ready um at the end of the day god is god right and he i don't know why he allows certain things but he does and we have to just allow him to do that because he's god we're human beings we have feelings we have emotions but i'm learning that the first commandment and the greatest commandment right is to love the lord with all your heart 
and to put no other gods before him so whatever that is whatever it is like your will you may want someone to live and god took them away if you put him first yes it will hurt but it won't make you bitter towards him you know what i mean and it's a tough place to be in um you know when you look at that man's life from the devil at the crossroads documentary it would have been so much easier for him to handle that had he already had a relationship with god um but obviously you know he didn't and whatever you have going on in your life right right now i don't know you're listening to this everything could be fine or you could literally be dealing with the disappointment and that's why you clicked on this episode but if you can just try like it's we're all trying like no one is perfect but if you can try to find god it can literally change your life it can save your life it can change your current future like on earth and it can change your eternal future so that's what i wanted to to say to you guys um and i'm grateful that my cousin was here i'm grateful that we got to know her and that i actually had courage to go to her funeral because i was not trying to do that at all so thank you for listening to this episode um and wherever you are just know that god is good and he's real i don't know why he allows certain things that's really not my place but if you can just try to focus on finding him and having a relationship with him when tough things happen and when disappointments happen your heart can be protected because that's one of the worst things that you can do is to not guard your heart it's a terrible place it's a terrible thing that can happen to you you can become very angry very bitter and you can make some terrible decisions so thank you Proverbs 22:15 Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him We have all done very foolish things in our lives particularly when we were young So if you could redo your life what would you do differently If I could redo my life um concerning this situation i definitely would have spent more time with my cousin like there's nothing that she um did to me personally that would have given me like the indication that she would have treated me funny you know what i mean like because of how she treated my brother she treated him with so much love and respect and i i know she would have done the same for me but like i said in the first two episodes i wasn't really willing to take that chance with anybody else um but if i could redo my life i definitely would have um spent more time with her um and yeah proverbs chapter 19 verse 20 hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Have you ever realized how stupid you were? Like, man, why ain't nobody tell me? Like, (laughs) why ain't nobody tell me? So, 
what do you wish that you would have known? Like, what do you wish that somebody would have told you? I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago, like for real, for real, to guard my heart. You know, it's about the scripture in the Bible that says to guard your mind with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. But you don't really know what that means. Um, and I know it says minds and some people like translate it as heart. But the Bible also says that the heart and the mind are basically connected. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he um, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, and it's hard to speak without thinking, right? So, um, I didn't really know what that meant. But when I look at my life, my relationships, anything that kind of has gone wrong in my life, if you give the wrong person access to your heart or if you don't guard your heart, you know, even in responses or relationships or whatever it is, if you don't become a proper steward of your heart, a, a bouncer, you know what I mean? Like if your heart is a club and, and <laughs> you are the bouncer to your heart, you have to guard it because if it gets messed up, you can become a completely different person. Um, and that's another thing that I really admire about my cousin is that she's been through a lot in life. Like losing a child is one thing, you know, that's, it, it's enough to just tap out, right? Everybody could have just tapped out. She could have become cold and bitter and angry, but she was still honestly like really, really nice. She was nice. She was sweet. She was kind to everybody. I mean, that was proven in her service. Um, but I see what happens when you don't guard your heart. I can see it from my life. I can you, you can probably see it in instances in your life where you kind of gave the wrong person access or you didn't do a proper job at guarding your heart. It's a hard thing to do. And you see it in the documentary, um, you know, The Devil at the Crossroads, where he didn't guard his heart. Um, and I just wish somebody would have told me how important that is. Um, but they didn't, and that's why I'm telling you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I really hope that y'all liked this episode and that you learned something. Um, I want you guys to remember that your present circumstance is not an indication of whether or not God is good. Like God is good. There is no darkness in him. Um, and he loves you. He's merciful. He's gracious. But he is also not to be played with. Okay. And he cannot lie. Hell is a very real place. And regardless of whatever it is that you are dealing with, whatever it is that you are trying to overcome, he has a purpose for your life and he has a solution for all of the problems that you will ever face in your life. But you don't get to decide how he faces those problems, how he changes those problems and how long it takes for him to do that. All you have to do is be obedient and don't delay the process by being disobedient. And I wish I would have known that a long time ago, but I learned it and now I'm telling y'all. So I hope this episode bless you and I hope you tune in for the next one.